And the good thing about SEO is, you know, we try to use one focus keyword for each piece of content so that we're really clear what this video is about. But the truth is one video and one blog post can rank for hundreds of keywords. You know, Google makes lots of connections. This is the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, helping you engage your ideal audience to action through online video. I'll be bringing you the absolute best in the world of video marketing, content creation, storytelling, and marketing strategy, as together we grow to dominate online video and build profitable businesses. I'm your host, Ben Amos. Now let's get on with the show. G'day and welcome back to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of effective video marketing to attract your tribe and grow your business. In today's show, we're joined by expert copywriter and search engine optimization legend, Kate Toon, to explore all about the fun-filled world of SEO, and in particular, how it all works when it comes to our video strategy. So my guest today, Kate Toon, is first and foremost a writing entrepreneur. She's also a popular coach, speaker, author, and podcaster. Her digital education business, The Recipe for SEO Success, and The Clever Copywriting School have helped more than 8,000 small business owners grapple the Google beast and write better content. Kate's been nominated as SEM Rush SEO Personality of the Year and OzPod's Business Podcast Presenter of the Year. Kate runs Australia's only dedicated copywriting conference, CopyCon, and she presents at events around the world and runs several hugely successful Facebook groups. Whew, and if that's not enough, she's also the author of Amazon bestseller, Confessions of a Misfit Entrepreneur, How to Succeed in Business Despite Yourself. And I was stoked to meet her recently at the Click Engage Convert Conference in Melbourne, where her engaging personality and humour on stage combined with her expert views of what makes for good SEO in 2018, led me to some stark reminders of a bunch of things that I need to work on for my own business, to be honest. So I wanted to bring her on the show for you today. And if you heard last week's episode, where I shared all about why video optimization is not just about SEO, then this episode is going to bring it all back around again to, to really the nuts and bolts of video optimization as we dive into the whys, the whats, and the how-tos of video SEO. So grab yourself a notebook or open up that groovy digital note-taking app on your phone and let's get on with the show. Kate Toon, welcome to the Engage Video Marketing Podcast. It's fantastic to have you join us today. Having me, I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, so as I introduced you just a moment ago, um, I've introduced you as a bit of a legend in the world of copywriting and SEO. And, and I wanted to bring you onto the show to pretty much pick your brain about SEO and particularly how SEO works in the world of video. So I, I can't wait to get into that. But before we do, can you, for the people who haven't heard about you before, just let us know your story. What got you into the world of copywriting and, and SEO? Well, I started way back when, I'm actually quite old, working in uh, events and then I moved into digital marketing 
about 1997, is that right? So the first website I built was uh, the UK's first e-commerce website for Marks and Spencers. That shows how long ago it was. And then after that, I worked in various agencies, both in London and in Australia, um, taking a, a little bit of production role and then into copywriting. And then about 10 years ago, I went out on my own and I really saw that there was a bit of a gap in the market for SEO and SEO copywriting um, and, you know, writing copy that both reads well and converts, but also pleases the Google gods. And then from there, I kind of moved into more technical SEO and courses and workshops. And now I have a big e-course and a, and a podcast and yes, all things googly. So it's been a long journey to where I am now, but yeah, it's, it's all been leading to Google. Google and SEO, what I love. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, those, those three little letters, SEO, they often scare the pants off people in business, I think. Um, and I think it's also changed today as to what SEO is and what good SEO entails as to, as opposed to, you know, what it was in the earlier days of web 2.0, I guess. Um, and I think you, you've actually on your websites, you refer to it sometimes as the Google beast or taming the Google beast. Can you, can you maybe expand on that and let us know what is SEO really today? And, and what's the secret to good SEO? Well, I think, I think it does scare people. And I think that's because of a few things. One is that they think it changes all the time. And two is they think it's very technical um, and they're going to have to do weird things to their website that feel unnatural. Um, and none of those things are, are really true. SEO in its essence is, is about building a website that Google falls in love with. And it's imagine that Google's got a big checklist of things that it wants from your site and from your online behavior. And it looks at that list and it just gives you a grade. And that grade determines where you should show up in the search engine results pages. And most of the things that Google wants from us are things that humans want from us. So they want us to have fast sites that load quickly because it's really annoying waiting for a site to load. They don't like big pop-ups that take over the whole page because humans hate pop-ups too. You know, they want usable sites that have big buttons that are easy to click on with fat thumbs on your phone. Again, we, we want that too. So most of the time, Google is really just trying to improve the user experience, because we know that when we use Google, it's amazing. It's so amazing what you can put in and how it brings back great results for you. So as a consumer, we love it, but as businesses, we find it very challenging. Um, But I think a lot of that is misconception, uh, that people think it's way more complicated than it actually is. Most SEO stuff is pretty much common sense. Um, And unfortunately, I'm going to say something sad here. There is no secret. I don't have any magic juju or Google sparkle juice that I can sprinkle over your website. It's simply a process of elimination. And people like me and other, you know, reputable SEO experts, we experiment. We try doing things and we then go, hmm, well, that worked, but that didn't. So maybe Google doesn't care about that, but it cares about this. And that's why we try and work out what Google wants from us. So Google tells us some things, tells us about speed and things like that. But then the rest of it's a bit of a mystery. We're just all trying to work out what the hell Google wants from us. That's basically it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you've touched on a point that, that I often talk about when it comes to video optimization and the idea of you've got basically audience optimization and then algorithm optimization. And if you do good audience optimization, in other words, you make your videos and your content, uh, you know, attractive for someone to, 
to click on or watch, then it's going to result in good algorithm optimization as well. And I, I dove into that further for, for listeners who want to jump back to episode 70. I, I broke that down a lot further. But um, you mentioned there that, you know, people are often concerned that algorithms are constantly changing and SEO needs to constantly change, but that's not really the case. So, so you know, what is the, I guess, underlying uh the thought process or mindset when it comes to, to good, to good SEO, is it, is it really just about keywords and key phrases or, or is it I, something I think, more? I think that evolution, you were right in that that has changed a little bit. Um, and I'm not saying that the algorithm doesn't change. It does, but mostly the algorithm updates that are made are to cut out uh, black hat people, people who are trying to cheat the system and trick Google into showing content that actually isn't that great. So it's not really aimed at people like us. I mean, there are big changes like mobile, smartphones coming out, they didn't exist 10 years ago. So, you know, that is a big change. We all now have to have responsive sites. But other than that, most things won't affect your average website because you're not doing naughty stuff. Um, I think the overall ethos of SEO now and moving forward is all about user intent. So really trying to work out what does the user mean what, from the words that they're typing into Google, or these days more likely saying to Siri or Hey Google, Hey Google, where's the best pizza parlor in Sydney? You know, Google is getting smarter and smarter at knowing that someone who says that they don't want a pizza re recipe, they don't want to uh, see pictures of pizzas or videos of pizzas, they want a Google map, they want a map that shows them where the best pizza parlor is, you know, and it's that making that connection between what your customer wants and what you show on your page and using the language of your customer, that conversational question-based language. These days, people are far less likely to type keywords into Google, like single words, pizza, restaurant, where, you know, they ask questions, they talk to Google, they have conversations with Siri and Google's getting better at better interpreting those and showing the right results. Yeah, not least of which the move into, you know, more of those home assistance kind of devices, uh, you know, where you, you are encouraged to use conversational language to, to interact with them as well. When it comes to your SEO ranking for your website or, or how your website is, is showing in search results, and let's just focus on Google because, you know, who uses Bing anyway, right? Um, so... <laughs> You know, when it comes to that, I mean, is it really a case of, you know, do it right in the first place, get ranked on the first page of Google or the first couple of results for certain valuable search terms for your business and then sit back, relax and watch the leads come in? Or, or is it something that you really need to continue to monitor and to fix? And, you know, if you do nothing, are you going to just disappear down to page 10, six months from now? What, you know, how do we think about that? Well, I think unfortunately SEO is for life, not just for Christmas, you know, it, it, it's something that you have to keep on working on. So, but what you said there is very true. It's all about the foundation. So if you have a very, if you have a well-built, technically sound, speedy, responsive, crawlable site, that is the best foundation. And then from there, you build on that with optimized content. You build links from other websites back to your site. You do your social media marketing, your content marketing, you know, and you keep on keeping on. The problem I see that happens most of all is that first step isn't taken. 
So people buy a website, they don't know anything about SEO. Maybe the developer oversells them on their SEO skills. And then they blog and blog and blog and blog for two years and they wonder why they're not getting anywhere. And then I sort of lift the bonnet up on their website and go, well, it's because of this, that's broken. And therefore this, none of this other stuff was going to work. So I think having a technically sound website is the first step. And then Optimize choosing keywords that people are actually using and typing into Google and that are actually going to convert because there's no point ranking for like hedgehog toenails if, if that's not going to deliver conversions for your business, you know, just vanity ranking. So choosing good keywords, using them in your content. And then after that, it's an ongoing thing. It's an every month thing, but it's probably things you're already doing. So, you know, going to networking events, handing out business cards, people then type in your business name into Google and Google goes, Hey, lots of people are typing in this business name. Or, you know, content marketing where you're sharing content that builds your authority and expertise. So people are coming back to your site, they're linking to your articles, even coming on podcasts like this, you will probably write a little bio for me and include a link back to my site. So this is helping my SEO. And I think you can't just sit on your laurels and hope the leads come in. You do have to keep on keeping on because you don't know what your competitors are doing. And if they're doing more than you, then slowly by slowly, they're going to nip at your heels and maybe overtake you in the ranking. So unfortunately, it's an ongoing thing. Excellent. And obviously an important part of that ongoing thing is, is content marketing as, as you've mentioned there. And this is the engaged video marketing podcast. So we love video as a form of content marketing. So where, for you, where does video fit in the world of SEO? I, I think video, because I feel that SEO fits in overall marketing. It shouldn't be put in its own separate little pot. It's just part of your online marketing. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of keyword researchy stuff that you wouldn't necessarily do for content marketing. But other than that, it's all just about building authority, expertise, and trust. That's what we're trying to do. And for me, without a doubt, video is the best way to do that. So I'm a huge fan of video. Uh, you know, I'm a writer, but it's a slow burn writing articles to get people to love and trust you. It's much quicker to pop up a video and people are either going to love you or hate you. And yes, they're going to make judgments about how you look and how you talk, but you're going to cut the wheat from the chaff very, very quickly. So in terms of SEO, I mean, there's loads of stats, but you know, most people watch at least a video a month. I, I think they say something like hundred million videos are watched a day. It's probably may, way more than that uh, now. And obviously YouTube is the second biggest search engine and now part of Google. So we don't, the search engine results pages have changed so much in the last couple of years. Videos are pulled through right onto the first page. So you could have the first organic text link. You could have the first video and you could have the first image and then you're really owning the page, really, really having it. So it, I think video is everything. And I think that's where the whole focus of my marketing is going to go next year. It's just video, video, video. It's the way forward. Yeah. And the power of those video snippets in organic search results on, on Google, I mean, it, it takes up, you know, more visual real estate than a normal uh, text result in, in search, but it's also obviously more optimized for that human experience that we talked about before, because if you're searching for an answer, you know, are you going to click on a, you know, a text link or are you, are you going to click on a video that seems to uh, answer the question that you're, you're wanting an answer to? So, you know, I, I know the answer to that. So um, yeah, I mean, obviously that's really important. And can you share with us perhaps some, some ways that we should, well, let's kind of break it down a little bit into how we approach search engine optimization for our videos. So let's start before you make a video, what should we be doing? 
Well, again, this comes down to uh, keyword research, choosing your keywords really, really carefully. Um, so thinking about the types of content your, your customers are looking for and which types of content lend themselves to video, because not all content does, you know, like if we, you know, questions that begin with how, when, what, why, where, you know, if I want to learn how to boil an egg, do I want to watch a video to do that? Or do I want to just read the instructions? We really have to think about that experience because video doesn't suit everything. I don't think, I don't think we can put everything on a video. Sometimes it is nice to read or have that audio experience. So I think it's really breaking down what your customers are, what problems you have. And a really easy way to do that is to just go into Facebook groups and, and see what kinds of questions people are asking about what you do. Um, using tools like Ask the Public, uh, putting in your seed word and getting questions back. And then, you know, they become your seed list for your videos. And they're going to be triggered by conversational search, um, by people typing questions in. They all could trigger that video, which is awesome. And there's a new thing in the SERPs now, or relatively new, where at the top of the search engine results, above the ads, we now get featured snippets. And, and they can be text-based. You can also get featured videos. So you get you could get into position zero above the ads. So super, super powerful. Um, and the other really important thing, we were talking about this before the, the show, is some kind of, some words make videos come up in the blended results. Yeah. So uh, I was saying that you know, if you search for piglet food, you're not going to get videos. Yeah. It's going to be stock prices for the piglet food and, you know, general basic text links. But if you type in cute piglets, oh my God, how the results change because people who are searching for cute piglets, it's like a golden video keyword. It's what people are looking for. So really, it's just really thinking from a human perspective, not a Google perspective. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you were a piglet food company, do some videos about cute piglets, right? That's it. And it will lead people through to your, you know, the, the other information because people who like cute piglets may have piglets and may be in the market for piglet food, but maybe that wasn't their intent when they got onto the search engines, you know, but then you lead them through where you need them to be. So keyword choices, it's so important. And once you've come up with your list of seed keywords, just start typing them into Google and seeing if they spawn videos. You might think, well, I don't want to do choose a keyword where there's already videos that have been created for it, but you do, yeah? Because if videos aren't popping up for that keyword, it's likely that Google doesn't think that's a golden video keyword. So have a look at what kinds of videos are coming up. Have a look at the number of subscribers those people have, you know, how many times that video has been played, how old it is, and, and use those factors to decide whether you have a chance. Like if the video, the top video is from 2007, your brand new video could outrank it because Google's gonna look at that and go, that one's a bit out of date. You know, if the top ranking video only has the person has like two subscribers and you have more, you could beat it. Shall I take you through what Google, um, YouTube uses to rank videos? Would that be helpful? Absolutely. Please do. Here we go. <laughs> so just like Google, YouTube has an algorithm that it uses to work out who should rank above each other. And that's often based on how often a video has been viewed. So, you know, like pretty much traffic and how long the video is viewed. So as you probably know, YouTube doesn't consider a video being watched until a certain point in the video. Um, the number of positive rankings, so the number of thumbs up, the number of subscribers the actual video channel has, how often the video has been shared, how often the video has been added to a playlist and how often the video has been embedded on a third party site. So it uses all of them. We don't know how much each one counts for, 
The ones that are more easy to abuse are probably the least important. So views, for example, super easy to abuse. You just get a big farm of people in India clicking view, 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 view. But subscribers, because you have to have a YouTube account to subscribe, it's a bit harder to cheat that one. So that one's probably super important, which is why every YouTuber in the world always says at the end, please subscribe to my video. Uh, That one and the velocity of the subscriptions. So if you get a lot of subscriptions in a day, you could see your YouTube video go right up to the top of the search engine results in the next week. So yeah, it's really important to think about those ranking factors and you can then use those to look at what other people have done and go, do I have a chance? Oh God, this video has got a million subscribers. Maybe I should go for a different keyword because I'm probably not going to knock them off the top spot. I think what's really important about what you've mentioned there as you've broken that down is pretty much all of those ranking factors are something that you can control with your own video content. So, you know, and I think it's also important to point out that for many people using video or uploading uh, content to YouTube, they're only doing two or three of those things and sometimes not very well. So Mm. they're maybe thinking about what they add in the title of the video. Maybe they're adding a few tags and a couple of lines in the description area of the, of the video on YouTube, but they're not considering adding to playlists. They're not, um, you know, calling out for subscribers. They're not embedding or seeking more ways to embed their videos in other people's websites or encourage other people to embed their videos in their websites. So they're the, they're, you know, the kind of the low hanging fruit, the things that you can do just to, to outrank your competition quite simply yeah and another one I I didn't mention there is comments you know really encouraging comments and how do we get comments well we ask a question at the end of our video or we encourage people to share something so hey you watch this video what did you think or have you tried this before or maybe we're a little bit controversial you know and when we get comments because people are agreeing and disagreeing with us, that's okay. Um, But, you know, again, because with the comments, you have to have a YouTube account. That's quite a hard one to manipulate. Yeah. So comments is probably quite high on uh, YouTube's list. And, you know, people are scared of comments because they're worried they're going to get trolled and they're going to get negative feedback. But as with everything online, it's how you respond to that. And if you respond well in a light, you know, non-aggressive way, the commenter looks like the idiot. You look like the great brand that's in control and doesn't, isn't taking anything personally. So don't be afraid of comments because they can be super powerful as well. And taking the time to answer and respond to every comment as, as well. We had um, Philip Van Dusen from Verhal Brand Design on the show just recently talking about the growth of his YouTube channel. And one of the things that he made a point of is responding to every single comment, which obviously adds to the overall comment count for the video as well, but opens up that conversation. And that's absolutely what Google and YouTube are looking for. Yeah. Um, any other tips for video SEO before we move on from that? Oh yes, I've got heaps. Yeah. <laughs> the next one is, is to really write that strong video title. Now, if you've gone with the how, when, what, why, then your video title is pretty much going to be, you know, how do I boil an egg? You actually have the question that you're answering as the title of your video. Um, and I think that's the most powerful way that's changed a little bit. You know, it used to be like you'd put the keyword at the beginning and then you'd have dot dot and then you'd have the rest of the article. But now I really think you should focus on questions and answers. It works really, really well. And then, you know, take the time to write a detailed description 
you know, Google uses that description to make connections between what people have typed in. So make it long and engaging. I think you have up to about 5,000 characters, but I don't think you necessarily need to go with that, you know, shorter and sweeter. It's a snappy little sales pitch for your video. So don't feel like you have to write a magnum opus for it, you know, then include tags and, you know, Tags are helpful. They help YouTube bots understand video content. They are not the only way they rank them. You know, they don't go, oh, this person's used SEO training 17 times. You know, put them at the top. It doesn't work like that. You know, just be sensible and think, what would someone type into YouTube to find this video? And, and what's going what's gonna to be a good result for them? So make them relevant. And you put a fair few in. You can put quite a lot in. Use as many as you can, you know? Um, and maybe use your own brand name as well and your own personal name. So I always use Kate Toon, just in case someone's doing videos. And then, you know, really be careful with your broadcast and sharing options. Make sure you haven't set it to unlisted or private. Make sure you've enabled comments. You've allowed ratings. You've allowed embedding. You've allowed syndication. Make sure that it, because you can uncheck all of these in the advanced tab. You know, you want it to go out to your subscriber list. That's good. And then of course, obviously what you want to do is take that embed code pop it onto your website, maybe get it transcribed by Rev. And now you've got another piece of SEO content. So it's going to come up in YouTube. Awesome. But also it could come up as an organic listing on your site. Um, and the transcript's going to be full of great keywords. The only negative that's happened recently, and I'm sure you're aware of this, is you used to be able to turn off other videos playing after your video played. And now you can no longer do that. So be aware that that embedded video could show other people's videos on your site after yours. It's not the end of the world because I still think it's worth it. It's just a bit of a pain. Um, and then you have to just share it, man. Share, 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 share every platform, you know. And what I do these days is I make a video, I upload it to YouTube, I then embed it on my site. Then I download the video. <laughs> I embed it natively on Facebook. I embed it natively on LinkedIn. I chop it up using cut story and put it into my Instagram stories and my Instagram wall. So that that one video gets me like 10 pieces of content, you know? So really squeeze the juice of it because it takes a long time to make video and to optimize yeah. it and put it up to make it work for you. Do, 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 I'm guessing you've, you've mentioned all these tactics all the time, but yeah, probably good. To no, excellent. Um, I mean, that's all fantastic. And we haven't really... Um, you know, brought a guest on at this stage that we've really focused deeply on on video SEO. So this is all fantastic. And for many people listening, um, some of this may just be a good reminder of, of best practice, um, but maybe there's some nuggets in there that uh, people are jumping out for people that they're not doing consistently with their videos if they are using video for their marketing. Um, one thing that you mentioned there around, around recommended or suggested videos, and you mentioned the tactic of putting in you know, like your, your own name or your business name within the tags of the video. And if, if you do that consistently, that can actually encourage your own videos to be suggested videos on your, on your video at the end of your videos. So that's a really good way because if it's a unique, uh, a unique tag, then it's more likely to bring those videos up as suggested videos. So a good exactly. little tip there. Um, so Let's talk about transcripts because you mentioned um, using, say, a Rev transcript. Um, Rev.com is is obviously a fantastic tool to use to uh, have a human transcription done of your videos. Um, and if you haven't tried out Rev, guys, you can head to um, 
and get a $10 discount code for Rev at engagevideomarketing.com slash Rev, R-E-V, give you $10 off. Um, so check that out. And, uh, the transcript though is more th- more useful than just on your website itself. So talk about the importance of transcripts when it comes to SEO for a minute. Well, I think, you know, we, we often work very hard to try and, you know, find keywords and really think about what our customers are uh, typing into Google. But when you find, when you start talking about your subject matter that you really know really well, you will start using keywords and phrases without even realizing that you're doing it. And the good thing about SEO is, you know, we try to f- use one focus keyword for each piece of content so that we're really clear what this video is about. But the truth is one video and one blog post can rank for hundreds of keywords. You know, Google makes lots of connections. So, you know, the, the reason why transcripts are great is because A, people love to use them and read them. Not everybody wants to read subtitles or listen to the video. Maybe they're in an environment where they can't, or maybe they just miss something and they want to check back on it and see what does... What I don't want to read that bit again. So they're good for human usability, which is, as you said, everything should be human first, Google second. But from an SEO point of view, they just give you keyword rich content. that's just beautiful. And on your site, that means that you've got the video embedded there. That means that your site is sticky, which is a big factor in Google ranking. So Google doesn't care about bounce rate. Yeah, it's really, really important. You know, when you see high bounce rates, you're like, oh, Google's going to go crazy. No, Google understands that sometimes people will go to a site, do one thing and leave. That's fine. But one thing people believe that Google does care about is dwell time. So if I've come from the search results, come to your site, and I'm only there for a couple of seconds before I come back to the search results, well, Google's going to go, hey, that probably wasn't a good result. But if I come to your site and it's sticky, because there's a video there and I start watching it and I'm on that site then for two, three minutes, Google goes, this is a killer result. Everyone who goes to that site doesn't even come back to the search results. So that's fantastic. So videos are sticky. And then the transcript underneath, Google can crawl all of that and pull out all the different keywords. And you could find that that one piece of content ranks for 20, 30 keywords because it's so keyword rich. And we know now when it comes to transcripts that whether or not you are uploading your own transcript to your videos on YouTube, YouTube's doing it anyway. They are transcribing your videos um, and not doing a particularly good job at it. But from (laughs) YouTube's perspective, they're doing a good enough job to pull out the keywords, you know, to help them rank videos. But as video creators, we need to obviously control those transcripts and, and upload our own correct transcripts to ensure that, um, you know, it has been crawled correctly. And more importantly, I believe is, you know, for people who are watching with this, with the sound off and enabling those captions, uh, yeah, make sure the captions are correct. Um, cool. So we've talked about titles, descriptions, tags. We've talked about some of those controlling some of those advanced settings and we've talked about transcriptions or caption files. Um, any, anywhere else to go with good video SEO? I think um, it's, it doesn't seem like an SEO factor, but I think it's a click-through factor. So really be careful about the thumbnail that you choose. So I, I often don't just let Google pick one of the three of my face contorted in some weird face. I will actually go through and pick a really nice image, maybe add some branding to it and upload my own thumbnail. So it's really appealing um, and really clickable. You know, sometimes I try and do quite unusual thumbnails. Um, so people are like, what's she doing in that one? Uh, you know, I did one recently, well, not that recently, um, of me like looking into a 
into a crystal ball and it was, you know, predicting the future of SEO, just a bit different rather than just the freeze frame of you in the video or whatever it may be, or some text frame, try and pick something quirky that sparks interest and intrigue. Um, cause that will improve your click through rate, which will improve traffic, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think, I don't know about you, Ben, but even talking about this, I love video, but the reality is that to do this well is it's a lot of work. You know, like to, to yep. make one three minute video and get it up on YouTube and do all these things that you have to do and make your little subscribe button come up on the video. And all, it's a lot of work. Um, and I've always thought that I'll get to the point where I'll batch like 20 or something. And I'm, I've been thinking that for five years and it's never happened. <laughs> so it, it, but it's so worth it. I just wish I could do more. Oh, I've got one more tip. I've just remembered and I know I'm babbling playlists. Playlist, playlist, playlist. So try to create keyword rich playlists. So for example, I, you know, I focus on SEO and copywriting. So I have different playlists based on the things that I do. And then often instead of just embedding the single video, I'll embed the playlists, but at the video that I want them to start at, which means that instead of suggested videos afterwards, they're going to get the rest of the videos in that playlist. You need about eight to 10 to make playlists worthwhile, but playlists can be super powerful because I know that people sometimes just sit and they watch video after video after video. So by the end of it, they are, they are my people. They either love me by that point or they hate me, you know, <laughs> which is either, either is good. It's fine. Yeah, I love that. And playlists, as you mentioned before, are an important part of the YouTube ranking algorithm as well. So, and again, another thing that we can control that most people aren't actually making use of with their video strategy. So really cool. So I want to circle back on something actually, because you mentioned it before and, and we kind of brushed over it, but the the value and the power in being able to have your videos rank above those ads on the first page of Google, um, as you say, that featured video snippet. Can mm. you can you share with us? I know it's it's not something you can guarantee. It's certainly you know it's kind of a bit of a uh, holy grail, I guess, for for getting your videos featured in that snippet on the search engine results pages. But are there some some ways that you can? Uh, in, increase your chances of that happening that you can share with us? I think it's, it's really about looking at what already spawns a text featured snippet. So, you know, typing in, it's the when, what, why, where. So for example, what for me would be like, what does a copywriter do? Um, and so if I go into Google and can see that there's already a featured text snippet for that, but there's no featured video for it, that's an opportunity for me to go in and do that. It's the what, when, why, how questions that are really spawning it because really it's for more for mobile devices where really you'll notice the SERP results are much shorter. It's much more to the point. So and it really is just about looking for those opportunities. You know, when you type in a question into Google now, you get the featured snippet, but often underneath you get more questions underneath. So maybe if the featured video is gone for that phrase that you're looking for, look at the other questions that Google has suggested. Those could be opportunities for you to get the video. You know, make sure the video has good sound quality. It's short and sweet, you know, or it's the right sort of length for the question. You know, don't make a 45 minute video about how to boil an egg. Google doesn't reward long content in that context. Content can be as long as it needs to be. Short, clear title, like we talked about, that matches the search query. Short description that sums up what the video is about very, very quickly. And then all the other things that we do, you know, like the settings, the advanced settings, make sure it's embeddable, make sure it's publicly listed so anyone can grab it. And then, you know, 
the more subscribers you get, the more you get links to that, the more you share it, the more likely that those signals are going to encourage Google to go, we've got to pick a video. We want a featured video. Who should we pick? Well, we've got these three to choose from. This one's got the most subscribers, shares, embeds, and likes, comments. We're going to pick that one because that one looks like the authority content. So that would be my, those would be my tips. But there are no guarantees, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I think it's certainly, like I said, it's it's the kind of things that you can control. And, and if you pay attention to them, then you are more likely to potentially have that sort of result. Um, something that I've been interested in that I really have not been able to to get a clear answer from, from anyone, and maybe there is no clear answer, but what when you when you talk about embedding video natively into Facebook and LinkedIn as well, so perhaps you have a YouTube version of your video and you are then like you mentioned your strategy of downloading it from YouTube and then putting it onto Facebook natively and then LinkedIn natively. What value does that have, if any, to Google search results using video in another social media? Well, I think it's all about branding. Yeah. So the the big change in 2019, all the pundits are kind of predicting that SEO is really, really moving into personal branding. It's getting harder and harder to rank for what you do because just more and more people are entering the game. There's more competition. People are more savvy. So, you know, someone searching for copywriter now, copywriter Sydney, I've had over 200 copywriters do my course. So they're all beating me for that ranking. But very few people are trying to go after Kate Toon. Yeah, so if you have a good, strong brand name that's unique, relevant, and memorable, any video content anywhere builds up branding. Because you know, Ben, and I do the same thing. I don't go into Google and type in URLs to my browser and type in URLs. I go to Google and type in the name of the business. Even for like Nike, even though all I need to type in extra is nike.com, I will still go to Google and type in Nike. And the more branded searches you get, the more Google will connect your website with your brand. You'll then own the top spot. You'll get site links underneath. You know, when you get those expanded search results with pages in your site showing, you'll get the knowledge graph panel on the side, which is your real estate, your Google My Business page with pictures and opening hours. And you'll just own that homepage so that the more that we can get our brand out there on whatever platform, it encourages more branded search, which pushes your site to the top of the rankings for your brand term, but also help. it's like a rising tide lifts all boats. The more searches you get for your brand term, the better you do for other keywords as well that aren't brand related. So it just lifts you up. And I think this is one thing that I see people not doing very well in video. You really almost got to ridiculously kind of go, hey, I'm Kate Toon and I'm from the recipe for SEO success at the beginning. Then maybe mention it again in the middle and then mention it again at the end and give people a call to action and tell them where to go and ask them to subscribe and then say your name again. Because, you know, you're thinking that people are watching this video may already know you, but most people have never heard of you and you want them to leave remembering one thing. That's your name or your business name so that they can find you again. You know, so I think the branded search thing is the way forward and that, that works no matter what platform you're putting your video on. Yeah, that's really good. And I think, um, you know, what you're hinting at there is, is, for, for years, people have been doing how-to content and helpful content and that, that shouldn't change. But I think 
there's also in a video strategy so much value in in producing content which is thought leadership or um you know more of your kind of personality or more uh you know having an opinion on something uh, allowing yes. your yes. your uh, thoughts within your niche within your space to be the backbone of your content because that's what people are going to engage with would you agree i guess you would agree oh hugely because you know i can watch a hundred videos on you know how to you know put an instagram story live but which one am i going to remember it's the person that maybe makes me laugh or makes me think or i think is odd or you know so it's you want to be memorable in some way not you want to be practical and helpful and useful but there's so much practical helpful useful content out there already how can you cut through so for the love of god if you have a personality use it. If you don't have a personality, make one up. I don't know, wear a hat or something. I don't know, but try and not be vanilla because no one remembers vanilla. And as I said, you know, some people aren't going to like you. And that's why people often keep it very low level and sensible because they don't want to be disliked. But if, you know, I'd rather have people love or hate me. I think marketing is as much about repelling people as it is about attracting people. And, you know, having some strong viewpoint or personality or sense of humor I think, you know, there are boundaries to it, of course, but they, they just help people remember who they are and make a stronger connection with you. And that's where video, that's what video is all about. That eye to eye contact. You feel like you're one step away from meeting the person. Can't beat that. So make the most of it. I really think that's important. Yeah, me too. Obviously. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want you to gaze in your crystal ball for a minute because, um, where is the future of SEO going? Uh, you know, is it still the same thing? We've talked about a lot uh, in this episode today around, you know, keywords and, and you know, backlinks and all of that, which I think people recognize as, as good SEO, but you've mentioned there personal branding as well. Where are we going? What's next? I think we're moving into people not using the browser at all, not having a keyboard at all. It's all going to be conversation. We're going to be talking to our fridge. We're going to be talking to the chip in our arm. We're going to be just mouthing the words and Google will be bringing us back search results through our eyeballs. That's where it's going. <laughs> the short term to that is, you know, it's all about mobile devices. You know, it, it, people aren't sitting at their desktop and doing things anymore. They're on the go. They're out and about. They're using their mobile. Um, they're talking they're having real conversations with their, with Google, with their search devices. So you need to be ready for those conversations and prepared to have the, the answers to come back, you know, and talk to people like humans. So the days of being overly formal on your website and thinking that to be professional, you need to write stuffy content. That's not how people really talk, but they're gone. Plain English, chatty, short sentences, questions and answers, you know, real words that people use, understanding the vernacular and the slang that your customers use and really injecting, as you said, as much personality as you possibly can into your brand so that people remember you. I think that's where it's going. And if you were to just quickly summarize, I guess, the, the key things that you would do with that in mind, with that, you know, conversational search future in mind, if you were to advise someone who's setting up a brand new website today, um, you, you did mention short copy conversational language, mm -hmm. you know, should we be creating content, uh, you know, with that conversational search process in mind as well? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think, I think we, we first off need to make sure our site is amazingly technically sound. It's super fast, under three seconds, looks great on a mobile. Don't just 
because you bought a responsive theme, think that it's responsive, play with your own site, see where people struggle. So that tech side is super important. And then after that, it's, it's yeah, it's everything we write. We need to read it out loud. There's one really great way to see if your content sounds good. Read it out loud. If it's not something you would say to your best friend about your brand, don't have it on your website. And, and just, we need to be thinking not about what we want to say to our customers, but what our customers want to hear. I know that sounds so obvious, but one little trick I always use when I look at websites is to see if they pass the wee wee test. Um, the wee wee test is a favorite of mine because you go to a site and it's all like, we do this and we are awesome at this and we, 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 and it shouldn't be that. It should be, you need this. You have this problem. You are struggling with this. And then one we, we can help. Yeah. So really turning the focus around to the customer. And, you know, I think people are often like, we, we want to say this and we want to get this message out. We need to communicate that. And it's like, those are all the things you want to say, but what does the customer want to hear? And that's what you really need to, you need to get, get a little bit better at listening. Uh, two ears, one that. mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And I've said it many times on this podcast before that you are not the hero of your own story. Your customer is the hero and that should be reflected in the copy on your website. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you can use my wee-wee test from now on, Ben. I, 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 I love that. The wee-wee <laughs> test. Yeah. <laughs> if I said that to my kids, uh, they would probably think that's something quite different, but we won't go into that today. So, Kate, look, this, this has been a fantastic chat. Um, some good reminders of things that people are probably aware of, but also maybe not doing consistently. And absolutely, we've we've brought up some things here which have reminded me of things that I'm not doing well with my own content oh, as well. So. Me too, me too. And this is it, you know, lots of the things it's almost says, do what I say, not what I do. It's my big thing for next year to do this and do it properly. You know, maybe I'll produce a few less videos than I'd like to, but I'll do them properly. Because the other thing that you and I both know is once that video is there and if it's watched, it can just deliver traffic to your site month on month, year on year for the rest of eternity. So it's worth doing well the first time. And I think both of us need to take our own advice. <laughs> do you know what yep. I mean? I need to do it better. <laughs> Absolutely. And I know that you've got some, uh, some resources to help listeners to do SEO better. So can you shout out where we can get hold of some of your free resources um, and learn more about you? Yeah, well, I've got a couple of spots. First is you had Facebook. I have a group called I Love SEO with Kate Toon. Uh, there's a few other I Love SEO groups now, but the one mine's the one that says Kate Toon on it. And that's where I hand out tips and advice and I do little website audits and all that kind of stuff. It's lots of fun. And then I have a free course called SEO Nibbles. Uh, so if you type SEO Nibbles, very foolish name because in all the videos, you'll notice that I start to say SEO Nipples after a couple of <laughs> takes, but hey, I left it in because I thought it was funny. But that's kind of an overview of how Google works, the top priorities. And, and if you do want to choose to work with an SEO developer, how, how to choose. So I don't actually offer any SEO services anymore because I think it keeps me nice and impartial, uh, but I do have lots of other courses and resources. So check them out. And you can also Google Kate Toon and see if I come up number one. Hopefully I do after all of this. It'd be a bit Hopefully embarrassing if I didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you can't find it, just add a .com to the end of Kate Toon and, and you, you'll get and there. And then you're there. <laughs> and we will have all those glorious backlinks in the show notes page for this episode at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 71. Kate, thank you very much for joining me on the show today. It's been a fun chat. Thanks, Ben. And I look forward to having you back on the Recipe for SEO Success show soon. Yeah, I look forward to it. 
Take care. So many important reminders and low-hanging fruit for us to consider to do better with our video strategy in that chat. So thanks again to Kate for coming on the show. And I'd love to know, what was your biggest takeaway? So shoot me a message and let me know. You can send me a message on Twitter or Insta at engage underscore Ben is the handle. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't yet left a rating and review for the show, I'd seriously appreciate a few moments of your time to do so. You can head on over to engagevideomarketing.com slash iTunes to make that super simple for you to do that right now. So thank you heaps for that. The show notes and links to Kate's free resources and more can be found as always at engagevideomarketing.com slash episode 71 for this episode and that's it for this week but stay tuned because i'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the engage video marketing podcast so i'm ben amos from engage video marketing and i'm here to help you engage your ideal audience to action through strategic online video and i'm really honored you choose to listen to this show so thanks for listening see you next time Hey, Ben here. I just want to take a moment to help you out with something. If you, like many of the Engage Video Marketing podcast listeners, are looking for ways to do video for your business better, then keep listening. I've put together a free Foundations video course designed to help you better understand the fundamentals of effective online video strategy for your brand or business. The three-part video series will step you through the roadmap to ensuring you know what videos to make and why, so you can get started the right way with video for your business. To jump in right now for free, head on over to engagevideomarketing.com foundations. I can't wait to see you there.